Welcome to another edition of The Local Show here on Grassroots Community Network. We want to also welcome our Facebook Live audience and our YouTube audience. Thanks for joining us here each week here on The Local Show where we feature inspirational locals and today inspirational dog maybe. <laughs> but I've got our young race dog in the house. I want to welcome Keegan Swerble to The Local you? Show. Thanks Keegan, welcome me. to the show, Thank buddy. Thank you. It'll be fun. Thanks for being here. Oh, yes. Luna's going to give you a, yeah, a, a yeah, local I'm show excited. welcome. I'm excited. Unconditionally. Yeah. <laughs> You're a dog guy, right? Oh, you guys massive. have a dog in your family? Yeah, I love, love dogs. What's your dog's name again? Yucca. Yucca. Black Lab. Okay. 14 years old now. Okay. She's hurting, but... Okay. Because we had your yeah. sister Haley on three yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember that. We talked yeah. briefly about your doggy. And oh, yeah. It's kind of a sad felt. story now, honestly. <laughs> but... She falls down the stairs. Uh, it's getting into the old lady yeah. oh, dog time. Majorly. Oh, uh, that's tough at the end. But they're also yeah. so sweet at the end. Yeah, yeah they know? are. So we got to kind of love them every day oh, yeah. like they love oh, us, yeah. right? Yeah. So thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, no man. worries. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. The local show. Oh, yeah. That's, I've so. seen this show broadcast and I've always wondered how, how to get on there. So. <laughs> We'll Just keep inspiring, yeah. man. Keep inspiring. <laughs> keep on working. It's great to share your uh, sister Haley with her audience three weeks oh, yeah. ago. Uh, up, upcoming rising star on the mm. U.S. ski team, Nordic team. Yeah. And you've been uh, racing pro bike racing for how many years now? This is my fifth, fifth on the road. Fifth year already. Yeah. As a pro I know. Bike racer. God, it's... we're gonna backtrack like we do with your sister to the yeah. early days of growing up in the valley. And some of the what were some of those influences, like athletic influences, that really <laughs> kind of inspired like people? you? people. Kind of the people or the experiences yeah, along probably, the way? Probably, I mean, well, before I was in cross-country skiing, too, but before that I used to do, like, parkour was my big thing, you know, jumping off of the roofs and all that stuff. Sure, and sure. I did the freestyle skiing. How'd you get into parkour? Like how? Well, I we were big on the trampoline. We had a big trampoline okay. at our house, and we'd do all the flips and all that, so okay. I always kind of dreamed, like, how cool it would be to just be able to do the flips on the ground without the trampoline. And so that's kind of what started it. So <laughs> Take that it to was, the streets. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I so like I did it. that for years and then okay. freestyle. And then we kind of got into the Nordic and, you know, like Noah Hoffman and Simi, those guys were, were our big inspirations back then. Right, because so. those guys were coming up through yeah, the ranks. Yeah, they were like, what? Even Noah, on the U.S. ski team probably at that point. I think point. Noah was like maybe just on the U.S. team. Okay, yeah. okay. And Simi had already been up there, so... So then you were uh, doing some Nordic ski racing for a while yeah. through high school? Yeah, through high school. Okay, and how did yeah. that go for you? I I won nationals my last year. Okay. I, my, oh, that's the last well, Nordic then. race I did. I My goal is to win the nationals, and I won the junior nationals, and I never did a race again. Next year I went to cycling full-time. So there was no thoughts? Was there a temptation to go into Nordic ski racing and just keep progressing that, or not really? I, there was a little bit because you get the the – free school that's kind of the big thing but oh okay yeah I, I, I didn't honestly i'm not a winter i'm too like skinny and i, I don't like <laughs> i don't like winter to be honest at all so i was just yeah i wanted to win that one race and i did so 
Okay. Yeah, see, I have to bulk up for winter. Like, this oh, is the time of year, like a bear. Yeah. Where I'm like grabbing, cookies, not 30,000 calories a day, like a bear. <laughs> yeah. But maybe, you know, five or six. I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, yeah I'm yeah, trying yeah. to put a little warmth layer oh, on for yeah. winter, right? Oh, it definitely counts, especially you skiing all the time and all that stuff. Yeah, hiking up into the bowl yeah. where it could be a little cool. <sighs> so, a little extra winter weight is oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So um, went into pro bike racing, and how did that kind of start? Were you on a development team with Hinkley? Yeah, with uh, Axel Merckx. He, Axel Merckx. So I kind of had the whole Lance story, which, like, I, I raced Lance when he was just blowing up with the whole doping scandal. and Oh, yeah. I raced him, like, that weekend here in Aspen at the Power Four, and I was 16 at the time, and I, I ended up beating him, and it was all this media cloud and all this stuff. And at that time, he was, Lance was, like, affiliated with, Axel Merckx's team, it was called Livestrong okay. back then. So he was like, Yeah, hey, you want to race on the road? And I was like, Sure. <laughs> yeah, so they. So that uh, was a great ticket there. I'd, I'd never done a road race in my whole life besides the little Aspen Cycling Club ones, and they gave me a chance. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. how long were you on that development team? Two years on that team. Two years. Yeah. And then you'd move on to. I went to a team over in Europe called BMC Development Team, but then sure. I had a knee injury and I couldn't race that year. And then I was back on Jelly Belly for two years, and then this year I was on Floyd's Pro Cycling. Okay, on Floyd's so, Pro Cycling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's a perfect time to take a quick break. Yeah. Rehydrate. Yeah, yeah. Get ready for some, like, verbal intervals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe some endurance talking. Yeah, yeah. We'll see yeah, what yeah, we can do together, Keith. <laughs> we get a lot of potential to endurance oh, yeah. athletes. Yeah, right. So we're going to take a quick break. I do want to thank my summer underwriters for making these great inspirational shows happen each week, June through September, Aspen Square, Klug Properties, the Independence Pass Foundation, Picking County Landfill, and of course, Sundog Athletics, my business. We'll go to a quick break. Our only one of the show, guys, we'll be back with professional cyclist Keegan Swerble. He's been on the podium a bunch of times this season. He's a young rising star, so don't go away. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Celebrating another great summer season, Aspen Square Hotel is the hospitality place featuring fireplace studio suites and larger condominiums with full hotel-style services in the center of downtown Aspen. Aspen Square is proud to support The Locals Show. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at landfillrules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation, for 30 years restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, independencepass.org. Sundog Athletics, Aspen's Adventure Sports School, is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to
Thanks for sticking with us here on The Local Show featuring inspirational locals here from the Roaring Fork Valley each week. And I'm joined by professional <laughs> cyclist Keegan Swerble, who grew up here in the valley. And Keegan, we were talking a little bit about your background growing yeah. up in the valley, some of your early racing days, oh, yeah. you know, uh, and into pro cycling. And early on in the season, you finished in an eight-day stage race, Tour of Langkawi, yeah. which is the biggest race in Asia, isn't it? It's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. Big one. It finished second overall. Yeah. Or we call it general classification yeah. or yeah. GC. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I mean, that, was... that must have been, can you tell us a little bit about the kind of the highlights of that Yeah, experience? so they had, most of the race was pretty flat stages, but there was this one really cool climb up to this place called Genting Highlands, and it's basically like this gigantic, like, commercialized mall on the top of this humongous mountain. And the road just, like, it's crazy. Like, all these, it's wild. It's hard to explain. You have to show some pictures maybe. But Interesting. Really, really cool road and great fans. And, yeah, that was, like, GC day. So I got third on that day. And So, that, yeah. well, and that seems to be, you're a great climber. Yeah. So you tend to strategically plan your big days around these climbs. Definitely. And then you can move up. Say you get top three, mm. get a top result, and then you move up in the overall. Yeah. Just like you did a tour of Utah recently. Yeah. Yep. So yep. that's a that's kind of your general. You're Definitely. a general classification guy. Yeah. Yeah. Climbs, which means you're stuff. selected by your team to be an overall top yeah. finisher. Yeah. Can you tell people a little bit of like who aren't familiar with bike racing, yeah. kind of how that works? Because it's like I compare. I like to compare it to football. Yeah. There's like your quarterback. Yeah. Then you have your guys like around your quarterback. Yeah. Um, can you give people a little It's actually, that? it's pretty similar to that. Like, there's there's a, so like you said, they, they pick one rider, and I would be in that, if I'm the GC rider, I'd be the quarterback equivalent. And so the whole team kind of rallies around you and, and gets you food and protects you because drafting and cycling is a really big factor. So they'll yeah. they'll keep you out of the wind and try and conserve your energy and, yeah, food, bottles, move you up before the climb. And, yeah, they, they really, it's, it's, you couldn't do it without a great team and backing you 100%. So it's it's a really cool sport in that way. It's pretty neat. So yeah. you have these teammates around you. Some guys are bigger that you oh, might yeah. get behind in the flats. Yeah. You know, to draft off, like you say, you could save almost a third of your energy. Oh, definitely. Depending on where you are in the definitely. race. Then you're climbing teammates. Yeah. Um, who might be your guys like when you start getting into the climbs that are you're sitting behind those guys. Right. And then you finally come to a point where you got to make a move. Yeah. Typically, right? Yeah, you're yeah. Kind of waiting for your time. Yeah, yeah. On the climbs, it's not mu as much of a team dynamic because it's it's all, you know, that one. There's no drafting right, on the climb, as, so but yeah, not totally. as much benefit where Eventually, you're going slow in a climb. It's, like it's that. the pressure's on you at that point. You know, the team's worked all day and all all race for you, so you gotta deliver. And Tour of Utah happened. What were the dates on the Tour of Utah? It's like mid August. Started the 12th of August and nineteenth okay. or eighteenth. Okay, seven we've, days. We've got yeah. a clip of that. Um, yeah, and again, that's a six-day or seven-day. Seven. Seven-day stage mm -hmm. race, and you're kind of biding your time, getting decent results through the week, and then yeah. you're kind of aiming for this stage six. Yeah. With this Empire Pass yeah. climb. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell people a little bit about Empire? Oh, and crazy climb! It's steep, isn't it? Very steep. Yeah, it's it's beautiful road. Just kind of again switch backing up. It, it's pretty wild. It's it's kind of unlike any climb that we have around here for sure in the steepness and is super it steep part on dirt is there dirt at all or it's, it's all paved? no it's, it's all paved yeah. okay really nice pavement some gnarly road a little or it's pretty it good, used good to surface. be it used to be but i think they actually repaved it in the last like two years maybe 
So okay. yeah, it's, it's beautiful. If you're any of you cyclists out there, definitely go and try that. Climb. So you go up and over Empire, and then yeah. you drop down into Park City. Yeah. So that'd be just a great adventure. Yeah, one of the fastest, probably the fastest speed I've ever hit on a bike is coming down this straight, just pant like dead straight road, and you're just like, it's scary, man. <laughs> yeah, and in, in a pro out. bike race, you're going even faster, yeah. right? As, oh yeah, fast as you could possibly Open roads, go. like you just yeah, Incredible. no cars, just flying. Well, we've got a clip, and you're on the Empire climb at this yeah. point. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's check out the clip, and then we'll uh, talk a little bit after cool. that. So Swerble going across the gap. He let Piccoli do all the work, and now he's trying to go across himself. Swerble leaving. Piccoli hung out to dry. Just as James Piccoli is about to regain contact with the front group, Joe Dombrowski, who started this move, hits it again for EF Education first. Dombrowski on a great day, and now he's gapped off Swerble and Hermans. Joe Dombrowski breaks his wind drought. It was 2015, the last time he crossed the line with his hands in the air, right here at Tour of Utah. And it will come full circle in 2019. Joe Dombrowski wins stage six in Park City, the final day of Tour of Utah. Wow, what an incredible ride by Joe Dombrowski, and he works for it, setting the pace the entire time up Empire Pass. And an amazing ride by Joe Dombrowski on the final day, jumping from fifth place all the way up to third place. As we see our stage results once again. Almeida picks up a second place today as Keegan Swerble will be on the podium in third. Finishing in that group 26 seconds down on Joe Dombrowski. Then the battle between Hermans and Picol. Okay, so we're back, Keegan. We just saw that great clip of you basically just bridging up to the leaders. And, uh, you know, they talk about the tactics. So you kind of sat on a guy, saved your energy a little mm -hmm. bit. A pickly, yeah, wasn't it? And then you took off, caught those other guys, and then there was some dynamic towards the end of that race. Yeah. Dombrowski's descending off Empire. You guys are coming after him. I'm trying to. How yeah. did that kind of end up there? Because we didn't really see the sprints with you guys. Yeah, so Dombrowski, at the guy that won, he tacked like with maybe a K left on the climb. And we just, we, none of us, I tried to go with him, but I just didn't have the legs. And he kind of got a little bit of a gap. And then it, when, when you're a group, of guys, it's kind of like a lack of commitment sometimes because no one wants right. to pull the other rider to the victory. So we didn't really work together okay. very cohesively. And then, yeah. yeah, Dombrowski got a further gap and the, the wind was out by that point. And then we just sprinted between three or four of us. Did you get third in the sprint? Third, yeah. Okay. Or I got, uh, I got second in the sprint. So second third. in the sprint. And you beat Ben Hermans, right? I did, yeah. The guy who won the overall yeah. in the yellow jersey. Yeah. So yeah, I really, I really sprinted him. Oh, definitely. And I think that annoyed him, probably. It did, because he was not expecting <laughs> me to expect sprint him. No, not at all. <laughs> he like, literally oh, looked over at me and like was like like looking at me like I was scum of the earth. Like, <laughs> yeah, well. So. And then you can introduce yourself. Yeah. And, uh, right now we're actually looking at uh, Mount Evans, I think. Yeah. Is that yeah. from Mount Evans? Yeah, that is Mount Evans. Okay, well, yeah. let's go into that. That's a good, uh, kind of a good lead into Mount Evans, which you actually won Mount yeah. Evans, which yeah. is has served as the National Hill Climb Championships in yeah. the past. 
And that race was in July. Yeah. Before the tour. You do that one, don't you? You I've, have. I've raced past. it a bunch yeah, of yeah, times yeah, in the yeah. past. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and low level amateur, now right. low level amateur right. old guy, <laughs> like Masters. Oh, it's but so it's good. an amazing race. It's yeah. the highest race, I think, in the world. It's got to be. To go up be. over 14,000 feet. Crazy. It's the there. highest paved road in North America yeah. Yeah. to the top of Mount Evans. You need to tell us a little bit about that dynamic because you were with yeah, some guys again. Yeah, I was actually with my, my teammate. Him and I kind of got a gap on the other riders, so we were kind of working together quite well. But was it Sergey? Yeah, Sergey Tvetkov. He's a Romanian guy, and okay, we have some images of that. You yeah. and Tvetkov. 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 Yeah. You say the V. T V at yeah Tvetkov. And you guys are working together, kind of up the last climbs on Mount Evans. Yeah. And then um, how did that play out at the end of the race then? We just sprinted, and I okay. yeah, I got him by a little bit. So Okay. It's pretty wild up there, though. I mean, like, you've done it. Like, the altitude is it's just it's unbelievable. Like, if you have, like, a power meter, we have, like, a power meter on our bike, and you can see, like, how much output you're producing. Right. Oh, when you're up at eye elevation like that, you're doing, like, just so, like no power no it's, power you just weaken and weaken totally so you just, just watch the meter going yeah down yeah it's demoralizing but as you're operating with less and less oxygen yeah, uh, so that's really wild. interesting so you can't really worry about the numbers too much right? no no no, no but like it's just like feel. it's interesting to look like how yeah. like power that i could do at this elevation for all day you know you can't do up there for 10 minutes it's it's pretty wild right so yeah. how did that feel because you had done the race before and then yeah. you finally won it yeah what i've, I've been like? i've been definitely shooting to win that one for a couple of years there's actually quite a bit of prize money so oh good that's a good thing for me like i'm not making too much money but how much did you make for that race it was maybe Twelve fifty for for uh, you know whatever two hours or something. Yeah, I think you did a one forty three. Pretty good for me. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So that's a good that's a good payday I can't on complain. the time clock. <laughs> it sure is, man. <laughs> for two hours of suffering, it's not bad. So bike racing is, is it is suffering, and that's yeah. that's probably some of the challenges managing the pain, especially mm-hmm. at the toughest part of the race and yeah. or the toughest part of your training. And um, what are what, what else are the most challenging aspects of bike racing? I mean, I would think that there's a lot of sacrifice, especially for a young guy. Yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit? And oh, some yeah. of the sacrifices? Of Majorly. I mean, like, I sacrificed my, my... I haven't gone to school yet, you know? Like, I've given up a full ride to try and pursue this dream, and now it's kind of like... It's hard to make the jump from the level I am to the level of CJ Van Garderen or whatever because you just get overlooked when you're out of the U23 level. Okay. And and now I'm kind of like, geez, like, I wish I would have gone to school maybe. And, you know, like it's dangerous. And at this level you don't make much money. And, yeah, you sacrifice a lot. So Yeah, but you're getting results, you know. And that, yeah. must, that must get you noticed and that must give you I more I thought confidence. so. I, at this point I don't really I, – I really thought after Tour Utah that I was going to be able to find a, a way to go to a higher – level next year but as of now i I haven't had anything okay but it's kind of frustrating because i I do think i could could definitely ride at that level but right right so i mean beyond improving your training improving your results Mm -hmm. i mean is that that's really where it's at right and then you get noticed through your performances it's actually what i've come to find is these world tour teams like the teams that do the tour de france and whatnot they they don't really care about anything outside of Europe. Okay. So like if you do if you smash the US scene, they don't care at all. So that's kind of what I'm looking at next year is going over and kind of trying up European racing and see if I can do it over there. 
And would you do that on your current team or another team? or how Probably you... another team. Okay. Yeah, probably after so you're, on, you're on Floyd's Pro Cycling now? Yeah. yeah. What was Worthy Cycling? I saw that That was, yeah. So our Tour Utah, for some reason, Floyd Landis is the backer of our team this year. And, okay. You know, his he's got a lot of controversy behind his name. Okay. And Tour Utah organizers had some big beef with Floyd Landis, so they wouldn't let us oh. in the race. So we had to change all our sponsors and all this crap. So oh, boy. It was a nightmare, honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. So yeah. some politics going on oh, there. Oh, major politics. Yeah. So you just shifted for that one race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Floyd's pro cycling. Yeah. And really getting into that European venue. Then you get noticed. Plus yeah. these other things do help because Langkawi, oh, for sure. second, for sure. second at Langkawi, yeah. you know, now seventh and eighth at Tour of Utah, yeah. right? Yeah. And you've had other um, stage, you know, yeah. podiums. Yeah. So it's coming I mean, along. It's coming along. And the, next, the next step is to do some stuff in Europe and yeah. see if I can, if I can do that and I don't get a contract, then... Maybe time to move on. Yeah, then it's time to get out of so here. You so you mentioned T.J. Van Garder, and he's a yeah. friend. He's been on the show before, yeah. and he's he's been fifth at the Tour de France twice. Mm. Obviously, one tour of California. Yeah, I mean, he has done well in Europe and here in the states. Yeah, yeah. Has he guided you or given you any like mentoring? Uh, I've I've ridden with him a few times, but it's kind of I I don't know him that well to be honest. But okay. if I if I were able to ride with him, I'm sure he would help me out. But it, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's a lot of politics trying to get to the next level as well. So right, there's not much he can do probably. But and your schedules are probably as yeah yeah, and he's not, that's the other thing. Each other a whole exactly, lot he's not over here too often. Okay. Yeah. Well, we talk about like the challenges, the sacrifices, but like, what's the reward? Like, why are you in it? What's yeah? The, what's the best part of bike racing? Well, I I just love preparing for the races. Honestly, I love just that like grind of training and eating well and trying to get skinnier than I am. Like, I <laughs> believe it or not, like <laughs> strength to weight ratio. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I just that. I really like that whole sports science side of it and trying to just like kind of make a machine as best I can out of my body and just go into the race and see what you can do. I think it'll be the Terminator. Exactly. Yeah, so I wish. Maybe some. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. What but. about that feeling like on the podium itself? That's for sure. That's cool. Yeah. That's got to be yeah. incredible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I just know from just my racing history, again, not anything close to your level. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. When you're up there and those yeah. arms are in the air, that's glory. Yeah. It's all... It's all worth it then you know that's a glorious feeling so is your season pretty much wrapped up or what's unfortunately yet to come? it is yeah unfortunately okay. then what's like a typical let's actually backtrack what's a typical day during the season what's a typical day like now in off season mm. like for a pro bike racer yeah i mean i'm still trying to ride quite a bit right now because i i just can't like hang up my wheels for three months you know but, <laughs> so i'm, I'm basically doing the same thing as I do in the regular time of the season and just okay. go out and ride three, four, five hours and try and eat pretty well and do a nap in the day and, you know, go to bed quite early. And it's it's kind of a mundane life to some people, but I love it. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I love doing that. And What about so, the sights that you see, yeah. you know, that you're out there? Mm. To me, that's like this connection with nature. Oh, yeah. And you get the connection with nature around the world. Yeah, you get to see a lot of cool places for free, you know? That must be a big That's a huge thing sport. that I definitely will be yeah. grateful for when I am done wherever I get in the sport. What would be, like, just something that would come to mind right away, the most spectacular, like, natural thing you've seen, like, during a bike race? 
Like, I don't know what that would be, a mountain, a waterfall, um, a crowd. It could or... be some. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the crowds are really wild. It could be something that was in Langkawi, like this giant, like, Buddhist, like, temple. It, I don't know what it was, if it was even real. Some religious Some crazy huge monument. shrine that we saw on the side of the road, and yeah, it was wild. Really cool. What about fan experiences? Have you had any crazy fan experiences? Probably over in Langkawi as well, yeah. I mean, just like okay. your classic Tour de France, just fans all over the road and screaming. And yeah, right. that's, that's what cool. What does that do for you? Does it get oh, you excited? Just, yeah, it gets you super, like, super pumped. Way, you'll go way over your power and you'll be like, oh, crap. Like, I'm, you know, just massive okay. adrenaline rush. Massive adrenaline rush. So, Keegan, in the next, say, five years, if you could have, like, your... Your perfect story, your perfect dream comes true. Yeah. What, is, what does that look like, say, five years from now? Five years from now, hopefully be on the level of TJ Van Garderen, just since he's a local, you know. But, yeah, yeah riding the world tour, I want to I wanna do all the big races and hopefully make some money doing this sport finally. And Would you wear pink like PJ? I would love to TJ be on that I mean. team. Yeah, I would love to be on that team for sure. That's, that's a great team. That's education yeah. first, Ian yeah. first. Yeah, I mean, that's... You got, you got the pink yeah, thing going on I can already. do the bright colors quite well. So, yeah. Yeah, sign me up, EF, dry pack, or whatever that team is. All right. So one, just super quick here at the end. And, we, you know, bike racing's been kind of overshadowed by doping and this, yeah. these kind of issues and scandals over the years. Yeah. But just real briefly, what's the state of the union in terms of doping? Yeah. Bike racing I, right I mean, I honestly haven't dealt with any of that stuff. Just or don't any, really see it. Don't, yeah. I, I really do think it is significantly significant there's always going to be people that cheat in any yeah. sport and any you know be it school be it cycling or any sport but it's definitely cleaner you see these young 20 year old riders who are killing it on the world tour their first year so I'm, i highly doubt that those people are on drugs so it's definitely taking a step forward right that's what it seems like to me and that's what tj has also said yeah you know and people yeah. inside racing and it's yeah come a long way and you've come a long way man so yeah. congratulations <laughs> hey, on thanks, all your man. results yeah thank really you really proud of you hopefully keep some more coming you keep them coming hey man here's some fuel for your oh, next yeah. training ride oh, organic yeah. chocolate weird. chip cookies we're talking at least thank you oh. <laughs> and a psychedelic reusable from Pink yeah Pink awesome yeah, i love it huh yeah. did you have fun on the show today i did yeah it was a good time good Keegan time swervel so proud of you man thanks, racing man. for floyd's pro Floyd cycling yeah. for now yeah eighth at tour of utah second tour of langkawi yeah Keep up the great work. Hey, thanks, man. Win at Mount Evans. That's huge, yeah. too. <laughs> that was thanks, a good one. Thanks to Keegan Swerble, and thank you guys for watching The Local Show. Thanks, guys. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at LandfillRules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation, for 30 years restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, IndependencePass.org. Sundog Athletics, Aspen's Adventure Sports School, is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram.
Welcome to 